Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. I'm Kyle. I'm the youth and digital minister here at Fathom. Thank you for listening uh, wherever you're at. We have a, a very special guest with us this morning that's, that is going to talk about a, a really important topic um, for, for a lot of us and something that's really needed, uh, I, I think, especially in the church to talk about. Um, and, and we're going to kind of get into the, uh, the topic of counseling and specifically, uh, couples counseling, marriage counseling, those sorts of things. Um, because, uh, this morning with us, we have Sarah Dean, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be here. Welcome to our awesome room. (laughs) That's not creepy at all. It's great. Um, warm today, (laughs) which is nice. Um, cause it's a little chilly outside. Now, do you, do you like, um, this time of year? Are you a winter person? That's a good question. I don't mind it. I'm not originally from somewhere that has winter. Yeah, don't say because I'm going to ask you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but no, I've grown to really like it. I, I don't mind it at all. Good. Sure. And I am, I'm saying that as it's going to be like 50 degrees and sunny today yeah. in January, <laughs> which is normal for here. So yeah, we it's really not that bad. Um, but we have we have Sarah Dean here uh, this morning to, to talk about talk about counseling. And I'm going to let her talk a lot about that and um, just really important stuff for us to to hear um, on, on this podcast. But um, Sarah, just tell us a little bit uh, about yourself for those of us who are listening, who who don't know who you are. Um, Sarah is also a member of of Fathom Church. Yeah. She is. Uh, we are in the same D group, uh, <laughs> her and her husband, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, um, uh, how you how you met your awesome husband, how you got here, how you got to Fathom, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm Sarah Dean. Um, I am a professional counselor. We'll probably talk more what that mm-hmm. means. Um, so my husband and I are both from Dallas or the Dallas area, and we actually grew up together. So we're really lucky that we've known each other, gosh, upwards of 20 years, a really long time. Awesome. Um, yeah, he's great. And we, I didn't know you guys grew up Yeah. together. Yeah. That's so cool. We, I mean, we say we met in first grade. Oh, um, which, you know, meeting in first grade is kind of like, right. you know, you don't shake hands and get to know each other. It's more like you see each other on the playground. Um, yep. but yeah, we've known each other a really long time and we're really blessed that we kind of got to be friends for a long time before we got together. Uh, we knew each other really well. We were, you know, like best friends all through high school and then started dating three years into college. Um, and now we've been married a little over a year. Um, and that year has been in Colorado. Uh, but that was kind of a crazy journey. <laughs> we got married in September of 2019 and Ryan had always wanted to be out here. And I jumped on, on board with that really quickly. And we moved December three months after we got married Wow. And uh what a great first year of marriage yeah. being here in 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. a crazy one. It's been a crazy one, but it's been really good. And really we're glad to be in Colorado for it for sure. That's awesome. Where did you go to college? I went to Texas AM. Okay. Ryan went to Texas Tech. 
Is there a rivalry there? Yes. I say there's not. Ryan says there (laughs) is. Of course. Whatever. (laughs) I'm a big tech fan now because it's easiest and... I love my husband. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> as we're you know? as we're talking about marriage, yep, compromise. Yes. Yep. You know, there you go. Um, what brought you to Colorado? Yeah, so Ryan works for Lockheed, and so he, uh, when we got married, pretty quickly, and I mean, pretty easily, started going through the transition process up mm-hmm. here. Um, Ryan is a big snowboarder and just lover of Colorado, the mountains. Um, you know, the outdoors and kind of everything that Colorado has to offer. And so, yeah, it was just a really easy, really good choice for us. Um, It's a little different than Texas. Just a tad. A little bit. What's the biggest difference? Besides that you can't say mountains, but yeah, we have mountains. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Honestly, it makes a huge difference. I, I think that people that have never lived away from the mountains don't realize how like when we go back to Texas now and there's nothing on the right. horizon, it's so sad. And yeah, we don't like it. <laughs> as, as someone who has grown up here in Colorado and never lived anywhere else, yeah. <laughs> um, but also had in-laws that lived in Texas for uh, right, yeah. seven years, seven, eight years. Um, I, I totally get that. Yeah. And I don't know what it would be like to live without mountains, especially yeah. mountains to the West, because then I wouldn't know which direction I'm going. We always say... <laughs> Yeah, west uh, the, the mountains are to the west we know where we're going there you so go I, yeah. to- I totally get that yeah um is the wh- where is the f- this is my last question about colorado and texas i okay. promise where is the food better colorado oh, or texas oh wow don't, and you can be honest it's don't okay make me answer that no um, one's gonna be mad <laughs> <laughs> okay so there's really good food here but mexican food yeah. Tex-Mex specifically, I'll mm-hmm. be really specific. Tex-Mex is best in Texas. Okay. So that is tough. We miss it a lot. Uh, I have learned to cook a lot of Tex-Mex <laughs> just to get by. Yeah. And we've explored a lot here and there are definitely places that. Are there, so, what, what's like a good Tex-Mex place that you guys actually, that actually lives up to, oh, that's pretty close. Like, okay. So. Close to Texas. Yeah. Good question. We recently had. Hacienda, Colorado. Ooh, that's that one, place that's is good. My wife's favorite place. Really? Okay. <laughs> yes, we go there a lot. <laughs> yeah, that place is good. And then the first, this is sad, the first really good Tex-Mex we had in Colorado was in Estes Park. Oh. And I don't even remember what the place is called. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes if I yeah, can we'll find it. it. <laughs> Recommend but get up to Estes Park. It was really Park good. And-, and I was it was the first time we found wow. Tex-Mex that we really liked. And I was like, oh, this stinks that it's in Estes. Surprise. Not down here. Estes Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. I won't ask any more questions about Colorado and Texas. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit about what you do, about what you're what you're passionate about. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I'm a professional counselor. Um, what that means is I see, I don't see only couples, but I kind of would love to see only couples one day just because that is where my passion mm-hmm. is. Um, and when I say that couples in pretty much every context of a relationship, not close to marriage, very close to marriage, premarital, married, at any stage, you know, a year married or less, five years married, mm-hmm. married forever, 
empty nesting, you know, all, all the stages and gosh, I just have such a passion for that work. I, I have such a passion for the importance of good marriage care, especially within the church. Um, in my experience, and I'll, I will say that I'll exclude Fathom from this experience because I have not had this experience at Fathom, <laughs> but I've had experience in at other churches and in other church communities of getting the sense that, you know, you get married and the only option is to stay married. Mm. So you just grit your teeth and struggle through it and figure it out. And there can be a lot of shame around the idea of asking for help in that. Um, you know, the church emphasizes a lot, and this is a wonderful thing, but emphasizes a lot like the beauty of marriage and the importance of marriage for a lot of people um, and how it can be such a great thing, um, but sometimes neglects to emphasize the hard parts, you know, mm -hmm. the struggles that can come with being married um, the transitions that come throughout a marriage that, you know, can just be tough to, to face without help sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask a question that it, this just, we're going to go back yeah. to counseling 101. Okay. I think, <laughs> um, for those of us that, um, and and I think there are a lot of people that when they think of the, when they hear the word counseling, yeah. um, and especially when it is like, um, marriage counseling or couples counseling or some of that, it, I feel like still within some circles, it has kind of a negative connotation of yeah. like, oh, that's, that's bad. Or that's, um, or that's something that happens when things are bad or when things are really, really bad. Like, right. so just going back to like, what is what is counseling to you and what is maybe specifically couples counseling? Like when you think of that for those who might have a misconception of, of what counseling is and they're mm -hmm. already like, Oh, I don't want to hear about counseling. Yeah. What are, what is it to you? And what is it that, um, that intrigues you about it or that, that, you know, some people might be a little turned off by it. Some of those mm -hmm. misconceptions, but what is, what is counseling to you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, to me, it's a lot of giving empathy and guidance, you know, from my seat as a counselor, it's giving empathy and guidance and just listening and being there for people. Um, also, it's, and my clients tell me this, it's being a third party to help either my individual clients and also especially my couples just see things from a different perspective, see things from their partner's perspective or an outside perspective and sort of be able to come to understand that things as the way they are might not be the best, um, might not be the best for them or the best for their partner or the best for their marriage, their family, et cetera. Um, and two, honestly, it's a lot of education, especially with couples. It's a lot of education about, you know, what is a better way to communicate than what we're currently doing? What's a better way to address conflict or to achieve compromise than 
what we're currently trying. So that's good. That's a that's a good way to to think of it. Um, okay. So my I guess kind of an, another question would be what um and and you you hinted on this a little bit, but um, counseling and couples counseling, marriage counseling in the church. What is that? Yeah. Um, what do you think that kind of looks like to any, I mean, you could say fathom is just, a, is the church as in capital C church. Right. Um, uh, what, what do you see counseling looking like in the church and what, what are kind of your, your hopes for it? Again, what are some of those like misconceptions that people think about, um, counseling when it comes to being like Christian couples counseling? Um, mm-hmm. What what are some of those things that tie into like counseling with with the church? Yeah. So the interesting thing is counseling can look like a lot of things. It can look like two on one counseling as a couple with a counselor. Um, It can look like a group. Mm -hmm. You know, I mentioned education and a lot of times a big part of that education, a a good way to get educated is doing a group um, that a church might be hosting on, you know, refreshing your marriage or on premarital counseling or premarital preparation really is what it is. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, sort of seeking out those tools that educate yourself in that, in that realm. Um, also, like I said, it can be two on one, so it can Mm be really in any stage of a relationship going to a counselor and saying, you know, this is where we're at at the moment. And we need to get to, you know, from point A to point B, whether that's we're having a lot of conflict and we want to learn how to grow through that or we are wanting to get married and we don't know that we're ready and we need to talk through that Um, or premarital sort of the mindset of we're definitely getting married. So Mm -hmm. what do we need to learn? What do we need to do to do that well? Mm -hmm. Um, Does that sort of answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and you kind of, you kind of touched on this a little bit and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording of, of, you know, a lot, a lot of people and and a lot of couples, especially Mm -hmm. thinking about um, counseling almost as like, oh, that's the last resort. That's like, Mm -hmm. let's work through our, and I, and I I do, and I'll say, I think maybe specifically like Christian couples too, because they want to work out things themselves. They want to figure it out, all that, all that kind of stuff first. Um, what would you say to, to, um, to some of those people that have, have that mindset of, of counseling's not for me until things get really bad. Um, I'm going to try to do everything else I can. Like, um, how do you like, like, and maybe you've had some of those, those people talk to you, like, how do you go about talking with some of those people and kind of easing their, their mind of like it? maybe this, this shouldn't be a last resort thing to, for, for most people. Like what, what do you say to those people who have kind of that mindset? Yeah, I think I would say, and I have said, you know, if you're five years into marriage and, or one or six months or 10, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, and you are maybe having more conflict or feeling sort of the early stages of, oh, this is harder than I thought it would be. This is different than just living with someone and, Mm -hmm. you know, every day being happy and joyful and perfect because life is not, you know, and, and that's okay. 
Um, and so I think that what I would say is just that you can stay in that space and you can try to grit through it for the next six months, the next year, the next two years on your own and struggle, or you can come to me or another couples counselor, doesn't have to be me, and have someone help you, allow someone into that space to help you and be better off six months, a year, Mm -hmm. two years sooner than you would have if you wait until it's a last resort. I think too that the longer you stay in a space where you're just struggling on your own, it's harder to change. It's harder to go then to couples counseling and say, you know, we have these 10 issues, these 20 issues that we struggle with regularly help, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that is a tougher thing than if you come and you say, hey, we've been having more conflict about these few things. And then when you get the tools to address those conflicts, those are tools that also apply to later conflicts. Mm -hmm. And then later down the road, you're well equipped to handle them. You don't need me, you know, then. And hopefully, you know, the goal is that you continue in your marriage, but that you're joyful doing it, that, that it feels good and it feels positive versus just struggling through it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, in, in, in thinking about counseling and as you're, as you're talking for those listening, Mm -hmm. like, I think one of the biggest kind of main points to, to counseling, especially couples counseling, really any kind of counseling is like, it's okay to ask for help. It's yeah. okay to seek out help. We, we yeah. should be what, and, and if you know, some of the, um, what's just kind of like your history with counseling and how you've sort of seen it, because like from my view, I, mm-hmm. I know nothing about it. Um, yeah. uh, all I know is from counseling and I'm putting that in quotes, counseling, um, teenagers mm-hmm. through youth ministry yeah. and, and listening to them pretty much. Um, but with, when, when I think of counseling, um, you know, what is, what is sort of that history of how it's been perceived and how, like, hopefully now that like, we're starting, we're, we're getting more to a point where like, it's, it's, it's okay to do counseling. Like I, I see it a lot more and people feeling a lot more comfortable with saying like, yeah, I'm going to see my counselor. Like, it's not a big deal. It's, it's more of like a normal thing nowadays Mm -hmm. that I I see like it's it's normal to to go to couples counseling to go to any kind of counseling so where have you have you seen some of that like history of what counseling has has looked like or how it's kind of been perceived yeah that's a good question um it's definitely changed so much in the last let's say at least 100 years Mm -hmm. you know we've grown a lot in our ability to acknowledge you can go to counseling and you can need counseling without being what someone would identify as quote unquote crazy. I hate (laughs) that word. It's not Mm -hmm. a fair word. Um, and even if you are quote unquote crazy, which means, you know, have a diagnosable, Mm -hmm. you know, serious mental health condition, Mm great. Then go like go to counseling, go to the resources that you need, you know, 
um, it's not a bad thing. It's not anything that you've done wrong. So there's no reason to be ashamed of it. Anyway, I'm getting on my soapbox. Your question was, how has it changed? That's what this podcast is. Get on, get on your soapbox. <laughs> my soapbox. This yeah. is your soapbox. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's, that's changed a lot. You know, that's mm-hmm. transitioned, you know, in the eighties, nine, you know, nineties that we've sort of transitioned to this mm-hmm. space of it's okay. We can, you know, be more in a place where we go to those resources. And now I feel like we are more in a place where, like you said, people will say casually, Oh, like I can't meet at that time. I have counseling. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. I am so here for that. When I hear that from people, I'm like, awesome. Have a good session. Great. Because I want to encourage that. I want to encourage people to feel comfortable sharing that Mm -hmm. because it's such a, I mean, it's like saying I can't do that. I have to go to the doctor's office, right? You wouldn't be ashamed to go to the doctor Mm -hmm. when you're sick. Why would you be ashamed to go to a counselor when you need counseling for your mental health? Um, So yeah, we've grown a lot there in general, but I think there's still more growth to be had, um, with individual counseling with couples counseling, I would say almost especially because I think that people have this perception that if you're going to couples counseling, it's because someone has done something wrong. Mm -hmm. You've done something wrong. Your partner's done something wrong. And that's not necessarily true either. It's, you know, often not true because again, (laughs) Uh, I think that premarital preparation, whether that's counseling or classes or whatever, is so important. But you can't know what it's like to be married until you're married. You can't always know exactly, okay, how are we going to address this conflict? Or, you know, life throws crazy things at you. You can't know, oh, my spouse is going to have this illness or we're going to go through job loss or, you know, whatever. And you can't really prepare for that fully and going to counseling when those things come up, um, going to counseling when you recognize, you know, hey, we could be doing this better is such a beautiful thing. And I encourage mm-hmm. that, too. And I I would love to get to a space where even if it's couples counseling, people feel comfortable saying, oh, yeah, I can't. I'm I'm busy. I have couples counseling, mm-hmm. you know. So um, one of. One question that keeps coming to my mind is um, yeah. for for those who might be listening that um, they, they, they've been married or they're part of a couple yeah. and maybe they're listening to this going um, like, yes, like that, that resonates with me. I've yeah. been thinking about this counseling thing, um, but their partner isn't really on board. Mm. Um, what, what are maybe just your quick um, just I- encouragements for somebody listening to this to yeah. like, how do you talk to, how do you talk to your partner about, Hey, I, I, I think we should go to counseling. Like what's, what's yeah. the, what's the nice way of saying that Yeah, Wh- whether it's for, you know, and I'm sure it's different. Like if there really is a big issue that we need to talk through, or yeah. it's just like, Hey, I, I want, I want to like work on us more. Like I want right. to talk to somebody about it. Like I want to do this. Like what, what are just a couple quick little um, encouragements of like, how does somebody um, sort of approach that with their partner who might not be on board with this whole counseling thing? Yeah, that's a really good question. So something that you would 
like learn in a couples counseling session Mm -hmm. is the importance of not placing blame on your partner Mm -hmm. and learning to take responsibility for your part in things, even if it's not everything, obviously every problem is most problems are not finitely one person's Mm -hmm. doing. Let's, let's say that. So I would say approach it from that perspective, go to your partner and say, you know, I'm struggling with a few things and I think that I will benefit from us going to couples counseling. And hopefully your partner will be open to that view and say, okay, if you think it'll help you, then let's go. And you'll find pretty quickly in couples counseling that it can't, um, well, one partner could benefit and the other could not Mm -hmm. if they were closed-minded. But if both partners are open-minded, they'll both benefit. Mm -hmm. Even if they didn't come thinking, I need this or I'll benefit from this, you will. You know, that's that's the nature of the that experience is growth and learning. And so, yeah, I would say that. I would say approach it from what you need. Say Share what you need with your partner rather than, you know, going to your partner and saying, you've been starting lots of fights, so we should go to couples counseling. Yeah, that's not going to go over well. I know that is not well. the right thing yeah. to say. <laughs> My wife is probably listening to this. I know that's not the right thing to say. <laughs> no, yeah. But I mean, you know, it can, especially in the heat of an argument, it can be really um, a difficult thing to avoid blaming. Mm-hmm. And that's something you can learn to work on in couples counseling. Plug. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I would say just approach it from the perspective of sharing with your partner what you need. And if something that you feel like you need in your relationship is counseling, then then say that. I think also, again, my argument earlier for we could go now and be better off sooner or we could continue to try on our own and struggle for a lot longer. I think that's a good mm-hmm. argument as well when trying to convince a partner that might be less than enthusiastic right okay since this is uh this is our our church podcast um yeah and we we've talked about this a little bit like what is um talk a little bit about counseling from a christian perspective yeah what that looks like in the bible what jesus has talked about like uh, just all that kind of um since i i i still think like some some people think counseling oh counseling, mm-hmm. therapy, all that kind of stuff. Like I, I go to God with my issues, yeah. like all, all that kind of stuff. Um, talk to us a little bit about counseling from a, a Christ, Christian perspective, what that looks like, the importance of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, you know, I think it was, I definitely heard a lot when I was pre marriage, you know, the goal is for you both to put God first and put each other second. And I think that that is a huge part of counseling is putting God first, you know, putting your relationship with God above everything, but then putting each other second and really focusing on in your marriage. And then if needed in counseling, what can I be doing to be a better partner? Um, how can I be using my relationship with God and what I know to be true um, to be a better partner, to, you know, be selfless and serve my partner better, 
and, you know, love my partner like Jesus loves me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would say that the biggest difference between couples counseling for those that don't profess to be Christians and those that do is just faith. I mean, maybe that's, you know, the Sunday school answer, (laughs) but it's just faith. It's Mm -hmm. faith in knowing that God can do anything. He can work through anything. And, you know, it makes me think of like what Chris said and has said um, that like God can heal through people, pills and prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, all three of those (laughs) things. Pray about your problems. Absolutely. But seek out what is needed. And God is in that space too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I pray for my clients. I pray with my clients if that, if they're open to that. Um, Because I think it's important. I think it's important to invite God into that space, obviously. It's important to invite God into every space. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're going through counseling and you are trying to grow, it's important to do that from the mindset of, you know, how can I love my partner better? Um, like Jesus loves me, you know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Oh yeah. That was, that was a good word right there. <laughs> um, preach it. Um, what it, what is your most favorite part of, of being a counselor of working with couples? Just your, your absolute oh, wow. most favorite part. Oh gosh. Um, just want, no, I don't care. (laughs) I think my favorite part is just seeing progress Hmm. and gosh, I just feel so honored when people allow me into that space. It's a really intimate space to be, you know, the confidant, the counselor in someone's marriage in someone's relationship. And I feel so honored by that. And it is just so beautiful to see progress. You know, when, when clients come in and they say, we had a conflict this week and we did X, Y, and Z that you taught us. And then it went so much better. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I love to hear those things. And even, you know, even when it's stuff like we had a conflict and it was really hard, but we recovered really well after. And we, again, did X, Y, and Z that you've taught us to get to a space of better understanding with one another, deeper compromise. Uh, yeah, those are the best moments for sure. Okay. Um, as, as we're kind of, we're sort of getting to the end of our time here, but yeah. um, last little bits of like in anything that we didn't cover that you want to, you want to express to our listeners about couples counseling. Gosh. Okay. I would say, I would say just really remember that counseling is a way to love your partner well. You know, it's it's not for fixing you guys. It's not for mm-hmm. fixing yourself or your partner. It really is a way to learn to love each other better and to love each other through hard things. Um that, you know, just sometimes you need a little bit of help to get through. And yeah, that's what I would say is that it's just a space to, to love your partner better. 
And I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful thing. Hey, we are we are called to love each other. Yeah. Um, and if there's if there's an opportunity to love each other more and yeah. better, um, then I think that's something we should all strive to to do and take part in. So um thank you so much. Sarah, uh, for being here, we usually yeah. do like every, every once in a while on the podcast, we do like a recommendation at the end. Um, but my recommendation on this podcast mm. is Sarah, Sarah is my <laughs> recommendation. So, um, um, would you tell them, tell the listeners about your, about your practice where they yeah. could, if I'm sure some people are going to listen to this and go, yeah, I, I kind of want to talk to Sarah now and, and yeah. reach out to her. So, so give us a, like your info. We'll put it all at the bottom. Um, but yeah, t- tell people um, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have a relatively new uh, private practice, which is so exciting and just really gives me the freedom to do this work in the best way that I know how. Um, so you can find me at www.revived-hope-counseling.com. You can also email me at Sarah D S A R A D at revived-hope-counseling.com. And yeah, feel free to reach out with questions if you want to schedule, if you want to talk about what it would look like to do counseling or premarital counseling or whatever. Um, I've I welcome your questions. Please reach out for sure. Yeah. So we will, we will put all that contact info at the bottom here, but yes, reach out these, these podcasts again, church are, are resources for you. Um, so that hopefully you learn something as we're talking, but also that you take action and, um, reaching out to reaching out to Sarah. If you, if you need her, if you want to talk more, about this stuff, but, um, thank you, Sarah, for being here. It was great to to have you and I'm sure we can, we'll have many more of these discussions (laughs) on this podcast, um, down the road, but, um, thank you church Uh, again, reach out to Sarah. If, if you need her, um, we hope to see you at church on, on Sunday as we're continuing our first Samuel series at nine or 11 register at fathomchurch.org. Um, but have a great week church. We love you and we'll catch you next time. (music) 